the, the bee was stuck on my tongue. It was still there. And I was like, I had my tongue sticking out and I'm like, like pointing at it. And the dude, I'll never forget goes, well, flick it off. Hey, this is Alex Sturgeon. I'm Will Brenton. And we also have in studio here for the Hobbyplex show, Aiden Olson's dad. Say hello to everybody. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? So, hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> so, with that being said, just a reminder that uh, the Hobbyplex show is brought to you by Pivot Lending Group. And you can find them at pivotlending.com. Make sure that you mention the Hobbyplex show. And you also find Don Zoller, or you can probably find Aiden Olson's dad, but I think Don Zoller yeah. is who they want to direct you to. In doing so, when you mention your uh, Hobbyplex show, uh, you do get a little bit off of your um, rate, or it's either or. You get a little bit off your rate, or you get a little bit off, I believe it's your closing cost. They yep. call it a lender credit. So has anybody ever has anybody contacted you yet? Uh, we have three people. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Seriously? No yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. We did it, Will. We <laughs> it's did it. It's all coming together. It's all coming together. Yeah. I'm so happy right now. That actually makes me really happy. Yeah. That's so, great. Uh, I believe, I'm not sure if they're all three pre-qualified, but yeah, absolutely. We, uh, uh, and people are reaching out even to uh, Aiden through the web. <laughs> oh, that's good. Because <laughs> it's Aiden Olson's dad. <laughs> right, <so>. totally. <laughs> right. Yeah, you can just find Aiden Olson and then he'll get you He'll get you there. Yeah, that's Well, that's, totally that's right. great news. Yeah, that's I cool. that is, That's actually pretty awesome. So David was here to do, um, you know, we've been doing these little uh, updates at the, towards the end of the show. And uh, we had David in here so we could record some more current and updated information. So they'll be in the next couple of shows probably. So, But uh, and then he was like, you mind if I just like listen? And I'm like, no, dude, you just put on a headset and talk. We don't care. It's not going to matter. Yeah. Yeah, sure. What the heck? So, Will, what have we been doing? What have you been doing? Same old, uh, same old? Yeah, just riding my ruckus around. I saw that you uh, you did. ventured out. What was with, uh, yeah. you had some sort of garage fire? Or you saw one? Was Me? that you oh. or was that Andy? Yeah, that was over. That was Andy and I over at work. There's a place across the, the creek over by our work that was on fire. It was kind of funny. Or not funny, but I mean, it was like, like the day before that, there was a dump, like a literal dumpster fire. Like somebody <laughs> caught a dumpster on fire. Really? Uh, Down there? By our work. Yeah. Yeah. We, like uh, around that same area. Had, so uh, we, we, we had a dumpster fire that's, that's at our place. We had to call the fire department. Really? Did I tell you that? Huh. Did I, no, tell you I, that? I, I, I heard, heard about, about that. Yeah, there was a dumpster fire. I was actually pretty happy with that too. Mainly I've been happy today because that's the first time in my life where I've actually get, gotten to appropriately call something a dumpster fire. Yeah, I was going to, I wanted to run down there and take a picture of the dumpster that was on fire so I could send it to you like a dumpster fire. So I kind of wonder if it was arson or something in the area, but who knows? I think ours was like, like a cigarette or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, who smokes at the Plex? Well, nobody smokes at the Plex, but it's just an open dumpster back there. I mean, it's not open, but it's got a lid, but, um. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, we put, you know, boxes and mostly paper back there. So it's perfect handling. If, you mm -hmm. know, if somebody flicked a cigarette in there and it didn't know any better, you never know. Right. But yeah, there you go. So you've been out in the ruckus. Have you done anything with your cars at all? No, they're still sitting they're here. Still sitting there. I, yeah, um, I need to get them ready. I, I just don't know what to do. <laughs> like, 
you need to come up for a private practice session. Yeah, I should. Well, my, like my wife's at home all the time and we have stuff we've been doing on our house and it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I should come up. Yeah. I've driven my car a few times. It's the tracks. Interesting. It hasn't changed since the last run of the techno series. So it's, it's, uh, only, I guess if you really look at it, the current version that we have right now is only Mm -hmm. maybe a month old. Cause I think the last round of the yeah. techno series was the 16th of March, but it's hard, hard mm-hmm. and uh, dry. And even I've been putting tons of water on it and it just sucks it right down because that dirt has not been turned up like it normally does this time of year. But one of the reasons for that is because we're only allowing 10 people at a time to practice. And we've actually had a lot of takers that almost every single day were full. So I don't want to do anything that interrupts that right now because people are using us as a way to get away a little bit and we can still practice safe social distancing. We've got a large enough pit area. We've got a large enough track. You know, we really haven't seen anybody, you know, worry about that, complain about it at least. So Mm -hmm. it's nice to see people being able to use our facility in the way that it was intended, even though we only have to limit it to 10, but I don't want to do anything to interrupt Mm -hmm. it. So I'm not going to do anything to change it, but. Boy, do I have a lot of stuff to do here in a little bit. Aiden was there yesterday. Yeah, so it was so, good. yeah. the track's got a good groove in it, actually. Did you try a silver compound no, on no, that? No, we don't have yet. any silvers yet. Well, we do have silver rear ellipses, but we don't have any front silver anything. Yeah. Still, so. Unless it matches, um, it's pointless yeah, to try I didn't, it. I didn't want to. I just got golds on. I burned them in and um, just been using PB Blaster. And you know what? <sighs> I, you know, I, I've driven the B6 one for the last two years. And I was getting ready mm-hmm. to get a B62 for this spring. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to hang on to my low C car that I just got for the carpet season a little while longer. I put a dirt setup on there and I went out and drove it. I think, I think I'm going to be all right. I'm not going to say I'm like going to dominate or anything like that because I'm not going to do that ever now. But at least I think the car's pretty good, man. I know you don't want to hear yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know. Run your low C car. But yeah, but I'm actually, I'm actually, I actually like it. It's not too bad. It jumps really well and it lands really well. Yeah. I don't want to go change like all my shock seals and all that stuff if it's just going to sit, right. you know, because then you just got to do it again. So I was kind of trying to wait till we were a week out or so to get my, at least my two wheel ready because we'll probably just club race the first First time that we're allowed to, right? Yeah. So, uh, Nebraska started the phase one thing or the going to, I guess is what, is what the governor's talking about. Places are going to start reopening here May 1st. A lot, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of these places that are closed are going to, are going to try to reopen, even though there's not really, I mean, there's some places that are straight up closed and some places that have to be closed. Hopefully those places get, are allowed to reopen. so like your wife can work again, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, right. But I'm more interested in the amount of people that can gather come that time. I haven't seen that yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I'm sure we'll talk about it at the next big managers meeting. But if that number goes up to 50, then I think we can club race. Because very, very rarely, and I mean, you never know, there's going to be this pent up. This, right. Yeah. There's going to be was, a, I was thinking about that. There's going to be this pent up yeah. urge to, to go out and, and race, I think. But if it's 50... We could at least work with that. We could say, okay, first come, first serve, first, first 50. And then after that, we got to, we got to wait till next week. Yeah. You know, or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we'll go back to have, well, we probably will have a Friday night, family night, and then, and then Saturdays again, and maybe it won't be a problem. 
you know, mm-hmm. but if, cause yeah, cause yeah, I mean, uh, so what day are we planning on club racing on now? Is it going to be Saturday still, or is it going to be Friday? Well, or no, both. I mean, yeah. If, you, if, you if, if go we got, 50. if we have the demand and we can only do 50, then I think it would make mm-hmm. sense for us to go ahead and try to do both. Like we've been doing family Friday off-road on, on Friday nights for the beginners and stuff and eight scale as well. That seems to be their night that they want to come out. And then Saturday is more for us, hardcore 10 scale crowd like we were doing mm-hmm. for the carpet, I think would be fine. I think that'd be appropriate and that would work. But at some point this summer, but like I said, it, it's all about demand. And you know, you know how it's gone the last couple summers. There's been a, a couple Saturdays where at least in the past. Oh yeah. It was just dead. You get, you get nobody for me personally. I lose out on many, many hours of work if we don't race. So it's just mm-hmm. better. It'd be better for us to combine it back to Friday nights for the summer. And then that way I can work in the store on Saturdays, you know, you know, if you had yeah, huge demand, you right. could almost split Saturday in half too. Yeah. I mean, it'd be kind of weird, but you know what I'm saying? Like if you had a hundred people, you can go 50 in the you morning know what's and 50 weird? in the afternoon. You know, what's cool about that. That's a good idea because, and again, it all comes down to demand. If, right. if this, op- it, if this opens up up and nothing changes and we just go back to what we've been doing, yeah. eh, then we'll, you know, we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, totally. When I was a kid, and I first started racing the first, one of the first indoor tracks, the first indoor track I ever raced at was Scranton RC Raceway in Scranton, Kansas. It was a little tiny little track, 10 miles south of Topeka. And that's what they would mm-hmm. do. Their Saturdays were split. They had a nine o'clock opening time that would race. And then when that got over with, I think they had like a three or four o'clock starting time. And what my mom would do, she would drive me. We lived in Valley Falls, which was 20 miles north of Topeka. So we had to wake up at like 7 a.m. on a Saturday, load everything in. We had three dogs. They all got shoved into a Ford Festiva. My sister got shoved (laughs) in the back. I got shoved in there. Uh, Usually I would sit in the middle. And then the two dogs, the bulldogs actually had the front seat. And we would drive all the way through Topeka and all the way down to Scranton. She'd drop me off at like 9 a.m. And then she would take the dogs to obedience training and then do stuff. And then at like eight or nine o'clock, she would come all the way back down there and get me. So I actually got to race twice. She would, you know, hand me some money and I'd pay for two races. So there was a beginner morning session and then there was a regular afternoon session. That's what I was just kind of thinking. No, if, you had, cool. if you had like the B, C, D mm-hmm. morning and then took the bump for the afternoon, then everybody qualified out in the afternoon or something like that. Yeah. It, it's all about demand. We've gotten a lot of new people, even before this was, was going on, this coronavirus stuff was going on. We had a lot of new mm-hmm. people that were buying cars, a lot of Friday nighters that mm-hmm. were getting uh B sixes and B 64s and actually a couple B 74s. So I think yeah. there's going to be a lot of interest. I really do. I hope there is. It feels like there's going to be, I, I think it's going to be high demand at least for 30, 60, 90 yeah. days. So will, if they do this in, in two week increments, you know, our first summer series race, I believe is the 16th. And so if they do this in two week increments, then if they bump that number up even more then I think we should be able to get a summer series in, in May. Yeah, that'd be cool. But if we don't, then Tim and I have already talked about maybe making it June, July, August, September, October. So that'd be doable. Yeah. You at least get the whole series in. Yeah. So either way, either way, the summer series will be on, but it's just a matter of when we actually get to start and do that first round. No, I'm like, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm like dreading it because I haven't touched, I haven't driven in a car and mm. I haven't driven on dirt since February and I haven't raced carpet off-road since whenever. Yeah. 
I've used the opportunity to work on some stuff. So last week I talked about how I got this, I got my hands on another double X. And so mm -hmm. I took, I took the good parts of that double X and I added it to the double X that I already have. And now I have like a really good primo double X. It's not mint condition, but it's really close. Yeah. I dug into my stash of low C tires and I found some uh, red compound if more studs. So, Ooh. so it was era specific. That's and, cool. And then I had a, I had a brand new unopened set of pro lined wide ribs, whatever their number was, 92 or something, something. Yeah. So I cracked those open and I mounted them. That's cool. Yeah. Do you remember the tire, the evil twin? Yeah. It was a pretty good pro line tire back in the day. If I remember right. Evil twins were basically to compete with uh, taper pens, right? Right. I wonder why they stopped making those. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. I remember J we all Jamie went to the, had some he gave me. I think it's because everybody went to the bar, bar type tire. I remember when we started out was Goosebumps. Was there something like yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, seven so, years ago. Before, yeah, concepts Goosebumps. Dude, yeah, I got to tell you, if I had green compound ellipses right now, I bet they would be really mm -hmm. good on the track, the way the track yeah, is. Yeah, everybody says that, and I try it at times, or I've tried green compound, and it just, it like your car is just too settled in the track. Like you can't. It, it, it's easy to drive, but it's not fast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Like, every, like, like there, there's guys that'll try green every once in a while. It's like, nope, I'm indoor clay track. I'm running clay compound. Like I would be, I would actually be up for having the entire summer, the surface being like it is right now. So then I wouldn't yeah. have to be all, all butthurt about when the garage doors get opened up and the track dries out a whole bunch from the, from the practicers, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause that's what happens. You yeah. make, I make a whole, I can make a brand new track. It's beautiful. And the first time that, that we get a large group of guys that come out and pay for practice and run their nitro cars and they open up all the garage doors, the track dries out immediately. It gets all cracked and weird. And then the surface is, is gone after that. Yeah. I think our I track when it gets dry like that. It just gets like a cap on it. Yeah. Like it's almost like we need to aerate the dirt so the water can soak in through everything. And it's, the moisture content is like linear from the top to the bottom. We need to find a sod roller. I think that's yeah. what they call it. I think that's what leisure hours used when they did that to their. Yeah. Track. Anybody with a sod roller. Yeah. Hook us up. To us, please. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually thinking about contacting uh Carrie. Remember Carrie? Kremke. Kremke. I talked to him every once in a while and uh, I was going to yeah. hit him up for some uh, tree stumps for the crawling course. But I, I was mm -hmm. also going to ask him if he had anything like that on him. You never know. He sometimes. Yeah, does. that'd be sweet. That would be pretty sweet. That'd be super sweet. Yeah, Carrie's a good guy. Super He's sweet. even nicer if he has a sod roller we can use. <laughs> Coronavirus update. Here we are. This is, uh, what is this? Week four or five of the coronavirus crackdown preventing us from doing any sort of weekly racing. The uh, Rona crackdown. Yeah. I don't know how long it's been. This well, the, feels like forever. So the last run of the Techno Series was March... 14th. And that was the mm -hmm. weekend that I would, that, that Thursday, all, everything started happening. I remember I was like in super anxiety mode. Cause I was worried that nobody was going to come. And then everybody came. And you lost fine. your anxiety weight. Yeah. I lost my anxiety, anxiety weight, but everything, everything happened and everybody showed up anyways. So it wasn't that big of a deal. And it's now the, what is this? The 20th? Is this 420? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it is 420. <laughs> nice. So it's, uh, it's Hitler's birthday today. Got everybody legit. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, last night I've been watching. Uh, I'm totally going to digress here, but I watched Money Heist on Netflix, which is pretty good. 
But they now have a new conspiracy. Tom. <laughs> have you seen this? The conspiracy that's a, that's one? A, that's, a, that's a very inside no. reference to Netflix. No. Uh-uh. Oh, my God. I don't know. Yeah, it's, there's so many things on Netflix. I'm, it, I have a hard time. It's brand new. It's just out, but it's like 20 conspiracy episodes. And oh. The first one is the Hitler being... Uh, you know, was he killed? Oh, was he, he went to Argentina. Yeah. The oh, whole yeah, thing. Yeah. 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 But yeah, but it's, uh, it sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. So all the, um, all the tokers out there, they're always like, oh, 420, 420. <laughs> and then I always come in and like, yeah, dude, it's Hitler's birthday today. But that's mm-hmm. true. It is true. It's also the anniversary of the Columbine shooting. It's also, yeah. um, uh, what else happened on for, was it the Oklahoma city bombing happened mm-hmm. today? I, or was it yesterday? And, uh, was it Waco that also, this is, this date's just not a very good date. Other than other than us being able to record the the Hobby Flex show, our headquarters is right yeah. down from Columbine. Oh, really? Yeah. So there you go. That just put a big downer on the whole show. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, hey, you know what I wanted to talk about today? We never got a chance to actually go over the final results from the Carpet Off Road Syndicate. The winner is. So we had to drop around because we couldn't race. I think it was the 21st that was going to supposed to be our last day. If we just take the results up to that point, I wanted to kind of go over them and uh, kind of put that where everybody, where it stands, except I need a calculator because I have to take 101 points off of Wes Hicks's total points. What's 590 minus 101. What is that? That's uh 490, 490, 495, 489, 489. 489. There you go. Yeah. yeah, 489. All right. So, uh, Will, how about this? So 13.5 Wheeler, this is where we're going to hand the awards out uh, whenever we okay. get back together, okay? Uh, so thir- yeah. 13.5 four-wheel drive, Wade Gehring dominated for the most part. He had, uh, it looks like, three TQs and wins, a second, and then two uh, not theirs and two kind of low scores. But in, I noticed in this class, specifically all winter, that nobody had like perfect runs the entire seat. Everybody broke out at least once or twice in this class. Right. It is four wheel drive. And even though they're way tougher than they used to be, they still, I mean, you're still got more moving parts. So I think, yeah, I think a lot of it is, is the car, like, especially on that high traction surface, Mm. they, they get rolling so much faster. It's like everything just happens so much quicker and it's harder to compensate for stuff. Yeah. You know, but for some guys like me, at least that's what my thought is. Yeah. I crashed a lot on carpet. That's actually how I came up with the name crash in for mm-hmm. our big race was just, I was crashing yeah. so much. And I thought to myself, you know, remember, uh, do you know of the TV show called laugh in? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's kind of what I, I was like. Sock it to me, baby. Sock it to me, baby. So that, that's, uh, <laughs> for some reason that had popped into my mind. And then I was like, I crash a lot. I'm like crash in. Oh, this is the crash in. Let's call it that. <laughs> uh, Wade, yeah. Wade Gehring. 495 points. Corey Tannehill will get second with 491. And Jacob Poteet, who had a pretty good season in all of his classes, will get uh, third with 490, beating Wes Hicks by one point Mm. after we take away the round in which he loaned his car to Kyle Gannon. And Kyle Gannon drove it (laughs) and won TK. So so there's 13.5 Wheeler. Behind them, um, these are all the people that that made all the races uh, to be eligible. So this is the ProTech Carpet Offroad Syndicate. And we got to give props to A-Main Hobbies and ProTech RC because they did come through and sponsor the entire series. They met our our um, our big ask that we had and we got some giveaways. So I still have those giveaways. Um, so what I'll probably do is um, 
just find a way to find these guys and just have like a drawing at some point for the for the door prices. Yeah. We have a, a couple chart, couple Protec chargers, couple Protec batteries, a couple servos that were all thrown in the mix. So, so West Hicks will actually get fourth, and then it was Phil Palmer, Ronnie Went, T.J. Williams, Mark Vossler, Nick Pavel, Lee Anderson, uh, Bryson Ramey, and uh, Josh Shoemake. That all made, oh, cool. uh, there was 12 of them total for the season. So there's more people that raced than that, but those are the guys that made six out of eight, basically. Good job, Wade, of uh, destroying anybody, everybody in that one. In stadium truck, this was all Peevler. Yeah, his stadium truck was rocking. Yeah, dude, David would have a bad run. And then you could see him visibly like upset with himself for having a bad run. And then everybody else would race and he would still TQ. <laughs> so yeah, he I was know. cream of the crop in stock truck by a lot. And he only missed, a, he missed the three races because he was going, he was traveling a lot to uh, all the other. Yeah, cars. he was going to like three different carpet tracks every weekend. It yeah, seemed like. exactly. So he had 502. Wes Hicks got second with 499. Gage Noonan. Noonan. Third. 488 the little the are one of the little noonans who's uh not as little anymore but he got real steady his points were 97 96 98 99 and 98 so he did awesome nice and he beat his dad by uh three points Derek noonan gets fourth um <laughs> tj williams with uh fifth quentin martin got sixth joe schnoes uh got a seventh and todd brewer um got eighth expert buggy so i'm i was pretty happy with the turnout in both expert and independent this year, I think it worked really well. And I really like the 21.5 um, being an independent buggy. Just want to point that out to yeah. everybody. On the smaller track, mm-hmm. 21.5 is perfect. On the bigger track for sportsmen, in my opinion, go back to 17.5. Yeah. Which is what we're doing. Probably. At least for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wade Gehring, once again, with 4.95, but it was a little bit closer. Uh, John Kinzer with 4.94. And then Peevler had 4.93. So, you know... It, it was really going to come down to this last round that we didn't get to run in this class, I think. Yeah. Because those guys were so close. Dan Wasik got fourth with 489, and then Tannehill was right behind him, Corey Tannehill, with 488. Corey was rocking the Yokomos. Um, actually, so was Dan. So we had a Yokomo fourth and fifth. And then yeah. um, Wes Hicks with 483. Stevie got seventh. Jana Peevler in eighth. Todd Brewer ninth. Trevin Martin tenth. Jackson who really likes carpet racing, but I bet he's going to really like dirt racing when we get back to it. Yeah. He's, uh, he got 11th and Rod case was just one point off of him for 12th. So huh. those guys did pretty good. An independent buggy, Poteet. He locked it up. Actually, it wouldn't have mattered. He had locked it up. He had 500 points. I believe is how that worked out. Or no, we had to have six. No. So what it came down to the last round, but he had a two point lead. So Phil Palmer got second. Joe Snow's got third. Um, then it was Derek Noonan this time beating Gage Noonan. Uh, they were fourth and fifth. And then Roger Nemec. Take that little kid. Yeah, take that. <laughs> uh, Parker got seventh. Parker Gehring, uh, TJ eighth. Bryson Ramey was ninth. And Mark Vossler was 10th. And Vossler was one of those new guys. Uh, there was, I think they're brothers or maybe they're just neighbors. I can't remember him and um, Eric something, something. He'll come up here on the sheet. Grayson in independent buggy got 11th. Uh, David Golick was 12th and Brian Damewood with 13th. I think they missed a few more races though. I don't think David's been there. Yeah. David only went to three races, but either way, 
And then um, here you go, dude. You uh, you dominated us. You cleaned us out. You destroyed us. Yeah. Five hundred and five points for Will Brinton and Mod Two Wheel Drive Buggy. So you get the Woo. big you get the big plaque, the sixteen by twelve big plaque. Really? Yeah. I'll hang that up. Yeah, you're gonna hang that one up. That'd be sweet. Totally sweet. You had one hundred one, one hundred one, one hundred one, one hundred, one hundred one, one hundred one, and then ninety nine. With a TQ, yeah. which means you got third that rate. That's when you were, you were like, ah, I won. I'm going to start playing with my car. Um, yeah. I started changing stuff like every round. Like, eh, see what that does. Yeah. I also got to say, because <laughs> Aiden Olson's dad is here. That's also when Aiden started getting some speed, too, towards the end of this run. Like, you can see yeah. the points. His, you know, speed-wise, he was he was up there uh, the final maybe three or four weeks, actually. Basically, basically it was like... You Came had back from Reedy. Yeah, you had pre-Reedy race yeah. Aiden Olson, and then you had post-Reedy race Aiden Olson. And for some reason, something clicked. And after the Reedy race, it was like post Aiden Olson. But also, don't forget that Aiden Olson qualified second that last summer series race last year, mm-hmm. the last round. So he he was up there, oh, yeah. anyways. And he's been to the coming to the track a lot too. He's he's trying to get dialed in. He, yeah. He's got a quiet confidence about him. A lot of people, I think, underestimate some of that stuff. But yeah, I got second. 496. Uh, Derek Wood was 492. But here's the thing about Derek that a lot of people need to know. So basically, there, there's there's always been, and I've said this before, there's been, a, usually there's a trio of Hobbyplex drivers that are are have been in historically pretty fast. And for a, little, for a while there, it was it was me, Derek, and Will. Or me, Will, and Derek. Or Will, Derek, and me. It was, it was either way, that's what was going to be yeah. In that mix. That was right? your top. Yeah. That was your top three on any given club race. Derek went to the worlds in 2018. And I think, I think 17 it, was it 17. I keep forgetting that. Derek, is that odd, odd years or odd 10, years. 10 okay. scale. So he went, he qualified for the worlds at the 16 nats that we had. Mm-hmm. He, I, I believe he was the highest finisher out of all of us in two wheel drive. Right. Yeah. He was in the C main B main. I think, I think he, the, no, he was I in the B main. Yeah, he was up there. Yeah, he was in the B main. So he goes to the Worlds. I think that was a goal for him. I've kind of talked with him a little bit, but that seemed to be like one of his major goals in life was to do that. And he got to go and he did it. And it's pretty awesome. I was rooting for him when I was watching him on Live RC. He had, dude, at the Worlds, he had some good runs going. And it just looked like there was that one where he was he was going to be like 12th or 13th overall for the round. And the track mm-hmm. just screwed him at the end. The mm-hmm. last yeah. turn of the last lap, his car flipped and the marshal mm-hmm. took forever to get mm-hmm. his car. And he went from like yeah. qualifying in the top 20 to qualifying like 50th or something crazy like that. So he was there yeah. for a little while. I mean, he was not a little while, but I mean, he he had the speed. He was there. Does he really know Dale Jr.? I was listening. Yeah. I mean, that's a does. legit yeah. story. That's a legit story. I was listening, yeah. like, I don't know, last yeah. week, and I'm like... No, that's a legit thing. That's crazy, and nobody ever talks about What's cool that. about it, too, is Derek doesn't... He's <laughs> right. Like, he doesn't gloat about it. He doesn't no. go, hey, I know, Derek, I know Dale and Hurt Jr. But if you ask him, he's like, yeah, I got his number right here. But even his qualifying, yeah, he, I mean, not to digress, but in his, uh, the virtual IndyCar or whatever. Yeah. yeah NASCAR. Is. Yep. Um, but anyways, back to, back to what I was saying. He got kind of burned out, I think. And he started focusing on other things. He got super ripped. He's he's yeah. Derek's one of those um, one of those people that when he sets to his mind to something, it gets done right. So he just he yeah. I think one day he it's almost like he just looked at himself and says I don't want to look like that anymore. I want to get super fit and stuff, but I love cheeseburgers way too much. Yeah, but he no, Derek I, was like super super um, uh, 
oh God, what's the word? I always lose my words when I'm doing this podcast. I don't know why I'm doing that. But like he doesn't move away from anything. Like if if if, mm-hmm. if he has to eat peanut butter the whole time, he's eating peanut butter. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. disciplined. I remember disciplined. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. God. <laughs> I remember watching that start at Blue Groove. He was yeah. eating peanuts across the way. He's like, nope, I'm uh, kept yeah, tearing I'm, this up. And yep. yeah, four or so, five years later. Anyways, I'm sorry, but this is getting long. But my whole point is half of the season he was running a Kyo show. Mm-hmm. And it, in my opinion, it shows his car was never really that comfortable. It was antiquated. You know, he, mm-hmm. he technically, he wasn't a sponsored driver anymore because he never renewed his contracts because the way that those contracts work, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's some of them are every year, some of them are every two years, but he was out of racing for almost a year and a half. So he had no sponsors right. or anything like that. And so one day he was just like, you know what? I'm going to go up. He went upstairs and he bought a B61 and he bought a B74 well, after, he after he drove your car. Yeah. After he drove your car. And, and you mm-hmm. can see it in the points. He's struggle, struggle, struggle. All of a sudden he wins the second to last round. And the week before that he was, I mean, he, he whooped me, you know? And so that's, that's pretty cool. And then we, then we're forced to stop racing for whoever, however long it's going to be. So hopefully he'll show up at like 1230 on a Saturday and be ready to go. It's nice to see him come back. No, it's great. I love, I love Derek. Mm-hmm. It's that competition yeah, level too. Doing, him and I had been doing uh, CrossFit on Saturdays before all this started. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. It's a competition thing too. It's nice to have Derek there because he is so focused. He is good at what he does. He's complete opposite of like, I'll only use me as a reference again. When he changes his car, he knows why he's changing it and what he's changing it for. When I change my car, I'm just like, well, I'm just going to see what this happens. But he knows mm-hmm. exactly what's going on. That's why you and him work together well when it comes to setup and stuff too, I think. I think so. Because you're the same way. I mean, yeah, you know, they, when you make a change, you know what it's going to do for the most part. Yeah. No, I usually don't guess anymore. When I do stuff, I just like, I'm going to change springs today. Oh, I don't know why. (laughs) Well, that's usually what I ask you. Like, you're like, I put these on my car. I'm like, okay, why? Like, I don't know. I'm just going to try. I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Okay. Back to the, uh, so Aiden Olson got fourth, uh, but he only finished one point behind Derek. And again, Aiden also, you can see the first half, you know, he's, he's kind of hanging around fourth and third. And then the second half, you know, he got a win, you know, he, another week, you never know. He could have, could have knocked another one out. Peevler ran some odd. Yeah. He finished fifth. David Peevler. Uh, Mitchell Pavel was sixth. Brian Burnt was seventh. Rob Connor was eighth. Emerson really doesn't like racing carpet. So he only raced, yeah. he only raced like four times and uh, finished Dude, ninth that, overall. I can't remember if it was, if it was the syndicate or the last round of our, uh, or if it was the crash in or the last round of our point series, but he was in the B main and his car, he was driving his car so hard. Yeah. Like Derek and I were there watching him. It's like, dude, why can't he just do this all the time? You yeah. Know? <laughs> like he was just flying. Emerson has a thing about racing qualifying. Mm-hmm. He's not, I love to qualify. I, I like the time. I know what I have to do in five or six minutes. Emerson, not so much, but when it comes to actually racing, there's been some times where he's had just the worst day of qualifying ever. And then he smokes everybody in the B main. I mean, David and I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this, but there, well, there was one summer series race. Remember we had that front tabletop and it kind of turned into a corkscrew mm-hmm. and then it kind of curled back up and came there. There was one, one summer series where he made some, just some dime passes on people. Yeah. And it blew our minds. Like we, you and I both looked at each other like, Whoa, 
Where did he, that come from? In, he, that kid has been that way from day one. Yeah. I mean, when we've raced, I mean, Aiden's raced him all the way through. And, you know, if he got up to the 99%, you know, the try grabbing him here or there, but he is, yeah, he is on point. Um, kind of like Mitchell Pavel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please don't compare him to Mitchell. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> uh, mod four wheel drive. There was only three of you, and it ended up being uh, Will Mitchell and Aiden. And uh, oh, I won four wheel too. You won four wheel too. Yep. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of that is because, um, not a lot of it, but at least Mitchell beating Aiden is because Aiden broke his car a lot. <laughs> he did totally. Uh, Plex back, Roger A, Roger A, the uh, patriarch of the Nemix. He won Plex back, but not for the sake of trying. It looks like Grant Noonan finished second, only two points back. And then there's a pretty big gap, but check this out. This is going to make our buddy's day. Grayson Stevie, third place. He's going to get a plaque That's for cool. Plex nice. back. That kid loves racing RC cars. He's going to be a future um, Aiden or Emerson. Is that, or, is that the little blonde kid? I don't think he's blonde. Yeah, no, he the, looks he looks just like Justin. Okay, he's got he's got dark hair. Mm-hmm. The blonde kid is um, yeah. Noonan, okay. little Noonan. Yeah, little tiny guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're another group that's gonna it, that really likes to race RC cars too. And he's been um, oh, I think that was Gage, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Gage. No, Grant. Sorry, that was Grant. Grant. Grant's a little one. Yeah, he's the little blonde Noonan. Yeah, you throw him and Owen Vanderbeek together. Yeah, Grant probably should have won Plexpec. But there was two rounds there where he broke like back to back while leading by like a lap. And it just kind of kind of sucked for him. He was pretty bummed out. And then I told him that he beat his granddad because he was in the same race and then he was fine. <laughs> uh, Josh Ryan, one of the guys that would come down from Sioux City, finished fourth. Um, Ryan Nemec, um, uh, another one of the Nemecs in there, finished fifth. Uh, Isabella um, McMullen finished sixth. She did pretty good. She was out there driving a bandit. With uh, with um, pin tires, and then Dan Noonan, Dan's the granddad. He uh, finished seventh, and then Mason Hardesty was coming with um, Jonathan Kinzer. He ended up finished eighth, and then I think that's it. I think that's what we got. I just wanted to go over that. We never did actually. We actually had some race results because we never actually went over these race results. Yeah, I, I like to point that out. Uh, one of the reasons for the show was to kind of give some props to our local, our local race scene. So. I like to show that off. Hang hang on a second. We got to get this in. Oh man! Hey, pass me a kickstart. That's legit. I wondered if you made that up. I've been nursing that. So I've had this cold kickstart for about an hour and a half. I went and rode my mountain bike, and uh, I was tempted to open it up on the way here. And I'm like, nope, got to save it. Hey, by the way, I went up to Blair to see where they're starting that mountain bike trail. That oh, single really? track, yeah. Nice. I can't wait to get up there. All right, Will, have you seen the house jump video? Did I you- saw oh, well, I saw the the one where you broke the <laughs> you ramp. Did, of the today? The one I posted today? Yeah. But I yeah. didn't see the other one yet. So one of the reasons why I bought my house where I did, maybe I talked about this last week, is because I live on a T. So I have a Mm -hmm. long straightaway into my driveway. And as my house was being built, I thought about the Josh Cyril jump that used to be viral or was, I mean, maybe it still is, but it's been on, it's been a YouTube viral thing for a really long time. 
And I was like, dude, I totally. Josh Cyril did that? Josh Cyril did it with a nitro car. He did it with like a nitro Kyosho car. <laughs> so I wanted to do that ever since I bought my house. We bought our house in 2007. Time goes by and cars go by. I was never going to do it with one of my racing eight skills because if it, you know, if it landed on its lid or something like that, it'd break it. I'd bend the chassis mm-hmm. or something. So we got in one of these um, demo outcast six cells from Arma at the store. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we were encouraged to try to break it. That's literally what they told us. Try to break this car. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've broken that car four times in the last week now. And it's not because it's yeah. not durable. It's because I'm doing 70 miles an hour and slamming into a jump that <laughs> um, wasn't that great. So I landed funny and I broke a front A-arm, so I replaced with an RPM one. I landed wonky today and I broke a shock end. So it's like a little $3 shock end. Got it fixed. The video that's on Facebook, that's going to be on YouTube tonight. I'm going to edit together part two of this house jump thing and post it. But I nailed the first two and I'm trying to do all these jumps ahead of time so that I know so I can get some practice, but also just, just so I can actually test it and make sure that it's going to work because nothing would suck more mm-hmm. than running missing and putting a hole in my roof or missing <laughs> and yeah. And putting a hole in my garage, those two things I would be sleeping, not on the couch. I would probably be sleeping at the hobbyplex if, uh, if that yeah. happened. So, <laughs> so the car went 70 feet today, twice. We did it earlier and it only did 30 feet. And I was like, what is going on? That doesn't make any sense. It was super windy out and we had this crosswind the first time we did it. And that's when I broke it. I broke the shock end. I took it home and I'm starting to work on it. And I'm thinking to myself, and it still was slow. Like I didn't feel very fast. It was still fast, but it didn't feel gnarly fast like it had been. Well, I don't know what happened between the time that I broke it on Saturday and the time I broke it today, but the throttle and the radio got turned all the way down. Oh, so we went back Bummer. to the same spot. We set it up differently. So we actually had the wind at our backs this time, which I know is kind of cheating, but I just wanted to get a judge of, of the height and the distance and everything. And at full speed, full send, the truck did uh, 68 feet the first time and 70 feet the second time. And then the third mm-hmm. time I started a little bit further back this time I didn't lift at all before I was kind of like, you know how we do off-road jumps where we're, it's just, yeah, you're trying to accelerate over the jump. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So the first two times I kind of blipped it a little bit and that, I think what that did was set the rear end. It squatted the rear end down, brought the front end up, preloaded it, preloaded a little bit and then it jumped. Well, this time I was like, okay, I'm just going to go, I'm not going to let up. I'm going to see how, what happens. And, uh, (laughs) At full wood, it just went straight into the jump and broke the jump. It put a giant hole into the <laughs> jump. It was the funniest thing uh, that I've seen in a long time. Totally unexpected. It's not that the jump was crappy. It's just that. I, I was, just watched it. That was crazy. I was using um, uh, the same stuff we use for the carpet jumps. What is that? That's uh, Masonite. Masonite. Yeah. So yeah. it's using that. So it's kind of flexible. And uh, now I know that I need to go to Home Depot I need to stand in their ridiculous spots and lines. I need to buy a sheet of like, I don't know. What what do you think? Like size plywood, not too thick, but not too thin, you know, kind of in the middle. Probably quarter inch. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to like spray it down with water and bend it a little bit as we, as we bolt it in. And then once mm-hmm. it, you know, once it dries, I think it's be a lot more solid. And I think that's what we're going to use for mm-hmm. when we do it again. So part two on the YouTube you should, is going on tonight. 
You should carpet the jump so it doesn't stop once it hits it. Or you should cover it with like a sheet of aluminum or something. What if you use so the can skim plastic. over it? Oh. Or plastic, something yeah, plastic. like that. It'll, it'll shore yeah. up when you when you when you screw that in. That'll totally tighten up. Yeah, like something mm-hmm. that something. It'll preload you. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. So if I so if I build the jump with with the plywood and then I put a sheet of something that's slick on top of yeah. it and hard, slick and yeah. hard on top of it. You ain't gonna go through mm-hmm. plastic. Yeah, that's a great idea. I'm okay. Once again, this is a, a part of the show we remind everybody that uh, Alex is not an engineer. That's not what I do. So. <laughs> It's also part of the show where we should probably take a moment and uh, listen to a update from uh, Pivot Lending, David Olson and Don Zoller. And now a word from our sponsors. Yeah! This is a Pivot Lending update with David Olson and Don Zoller. Get some. I have a question. Yes. So one of the things I saw that now they're thinking about doing on top of what we've already done to try and support these people who have all been laid off or furloughed or whatever is to basically put a freeze on mortgage payments mm-hmm. and rent payments. I think I read for up to a year. What would that do to your guys? Cause isn't that, I mean, that's yeah. your business, right? That's yeah. So it goes all back to the servicing. If they were to freeze the servicing like that, yeah, it would implode. Uh, you know, I mean, you're going to, it would put the smaller servicers completely out of business and uh, it would put a massive stress on the banking system too, because the, you know, they're going to have to dip into their liquidity to make those payments. Right. If the powers that be pass something like that and don't put in a way to back up the servicers, I guess, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then that would totally hose them. But if, what if they decided to make it so that then they don't have to make payments. They're working on that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Either that or they're creating a liquidity fund so that they can push some capital back to those servicers or make modifications so that Mm -hmm. it's not an actual, it's more of an actual, actual versus schedule, schedule. Right. Basically once this all started going down and and it became apparent that this was a government induced mm -hmm. uh, economic crash, I guess you could call it. For sure. It starts to bring in all these philosophical ideas of actually what is money. Mm -hmm. Because if they do pass something that says that somebody like me wouldn't have to pay my mortgage for a year, somebody like me would be like, that's freaking awesome. Right. Right. But then if they don't put anything to, because then who do the banks pay? Who The people that I owe. Right. Who do they have to owe to? And then who do they have to owe to? And then who do they have to owe to? So it keeps going. So then you... You almost have to find, is there a final end game of who gets owed, like who this money actually goes to, or is it just one big circle that keeps wrapping around and nobody actually knows where it starts or stops? Well, ultimately, I mean, the owner is going to fall back on the borrower, right? Yeah. I mean, so at the end of the day, and that kind of feeds back into that whole forbearance issue. So I think a lot of people are looking at this as a payment holiday, right? like, hey, we're, hey, this is great. We got six months, we got three months. But as soon as that, for, even though the the delinquency is not showing up on your credit report, because we can't, they're not, we're not reporting delinquency during this period, right. a forbearance will show up on there. And a forbearance in a lot of cases has to be resolved before you get your next Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac loan. Mm. So it, it, it's, it's like having a bankruptcy on there. So you may get that payment holiday right now and you want to go buy your home here in six months or two years and then boom, this forbearance pops up you're going to have a whole can of worms that you're going to have to deal with to get through that. And nobody's talking about that right now. Yeah. So 
I mean, but if you need it, you need it. So it's, yeah. you know, I'm all for somebody can, you know, I mean, I'd rather see somebody keep their house than have their house foreclosed on because they can't afford it. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 277589. Pivot Lending, NMLS 109995. They return you now to your regularly scheduled program. Well, uh, so you don't have any like cool projects or nothing other than your, your thing that you're trying. Like I'm doing the house jump. I'm trying to do the house jump. No, I don't have any cars that I want to get dirty on my yard or anything. I don't have I don't have any basher cars. I've like ever since I was a little kid, like I've only raced my cars. I've never played with them. Like I remember there was like when we were racing eighteenth scale cars, uh there's somebody, I don't remember who it was, and they're like, Yeah, I was running this up and down my street, it's pretty fast, whatever. And they're like, Do you ever do you ever just like take your car out and run it up and down your street or like jump stuff? And I was like, Nope. I have never had the interest in doing that. Yeah. Dude, I did. I think I did it once. I was like, "Man, this thing's dirty." I'm never doing that again. Yeah, it's pretty fun to take something out that's just a basher every once in a while. If I oh, if I had a basher, I would. But I, I've never had the like. So, I've never had the uh, need to spend the money on something like that. Yeah, it's kind of like um, you know, I kind of I kind of work out trades every once in a while, and I'll end up with a, some a slash or something like that, and then I'll mm-hmm. kind of put some hop ups on it. And then Emerson and I will go do dumb stuff with it out in the yard. And then I'll kind of get tired of it and I'll realize that it's like a hundred and something dollars sitting there and I'll put it on eBay. And then a couple months mm-hmm. later I'll get something else kind of, you know, the same yeah. way, you know, sure. you ever drag race with the 402 guys? No, yeah. that, I'm well, that would be the only thing I would want to yeah. like bash or whatever. Like I think that'd be a good time. It is. Aiden and I went out there years ago and sold tires and stuff. And yeah, it was pretty cool. Watching the drag racing thing. I, I don't personally have a lot of interest in, I really like how the cars look, but I'm just, it's just not, it's not my thing. Crawling is my thing. That's pretty cool. Crawling mm-hmm. is my thing. That's besides my other thing. I and get yeah. and flying, flying too. Flying's great. Did you, okay. So I was at Hobby Town one time years ago and some kid bought like a $300 car, right? This is before we really started racing. Went outside, put the battery in it stood at the top of your parking lot and ran it down to the track and into the the water. And it's, it went into the sewer and disappeared. <laughs> I mean, it was literally put it out of the box, pulled the, the trigger at Hobby Town. Well, that didn't it, surprise it, me at all. It jammed it right down the sewer <laughs> and the kid came in because I was in the store and he's like, my car's in the sewer. That doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, that was crazy. Well, I have a topic hmm. and uh, we've got, 12, 15 minutes left. I have a topic that I thought about what I was going to ask today. I was trying to line up a, a guest. David's here, which is a great guest, but at some point we're going to start having marginal, whatever. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> at some point we're going to have start. We're going to start having some, some guests come on uh, every once in a while. And I'm, I'm trying to line them up, but uh, this one uh, wasn't able to come on. So I started trying to figure out things we could talk about. What was your first RC trophy from RC, the first trophy from RC cars that you ever got? The first uh, trophy I ever got was for 18 scale racing uh, in the back of the Hobby Town. No, it was uh, was it mini. It might have been mini Z racing. It was either 18 scale or uh, mini Z's, and this would have been 2002, 2003, something like that. 
Um, we used to set up that RCP track in the back of the South Point, the old South Point Hobby Town. It's where Trader Joe's is now in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And yeah, my first trophy, and I think it was a, it might have been a second or a third. I don't know if it was a, a winning trophy for our points series, but. No, no, that wasn't my my first trophy. Okay, uh, do you remember those cars X mods that Radio Shack sold that <laughs> yeah, were like fifty bucks yep. and you could race them? Yeah. Um, the the uh, the Radio Shack in Lincoln um, raced those in the mall one time, and I won that. And I have a trophy that's like it comes up to my waist for that's, racing those that's cars. Pretty sweet man. That was the first trophy that I ever won for racing RC cars. It was those. And there was there was like a, a nationals you could go to, yeah, like to qualify for that, or like this was like a, a regional qualifier, and then like you could have gone to a nationals and the car, or you could have won like a Nissan NSX or something like that, dude, like an actual like legit car for racing those. And it was like one year, and like when that was big, and it was like yeah. when one of the Fast and the Furious movies came out, so everybody was like into it. One of the things that that ended up in our uh, garage sale last year because we we basically cleaned out the back room and had like a garage sale. Mm-hmm. That was my idea. I got to say, and I'm not going to say the number of what we made from that, but the next manager's meeting, I was like to the owner, I was like, "Hey, how about that blankety blank that we that we got out of nowhere, huh?" Because it was literally out of it was just everything that was in the back, right? One of the things mm-hmm. that was in there were these knockoff. Uh, X mods. Oh, really? They weren't. They weren't Man, actually X mods. They were. They were called micro something somethings or whatever. Micro sizers. Micro sizers. The, there you go. The sixty fourth scale cars. Yeah. I had those too. Yep. I had some of those. those all are that awesome. stuff. All that stuff is gone. We had boxes mm-hmm. of it upstairs. When I was upstairs trying to figure all this stuff out, there was literally unopened cases of those things. Mm-hmm. I put them all out there, and they yeah. all they all sold. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, those cars had like the antenna that came out like a like a fishing rod, and you'd like reel it back up inside the transmitter yeah. and make a ratchet sound. How did that go? <laughs> like ratchet, you like no, no, turn with your hands. You were doing it with your hands. How did that go? Yeah, I did. I did that. I went like okay. this. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Um. <laughs> or I pulled. Yeah. Oh yeah, you pulled it. Yeah. yeah, you pull that antenna out like this, like three or four times. It was like really long, and then you you'd ratchet it back up. Okay, so uh, the fr- I'm going to tell you the first trophy that I ever got. Okay, okay. Uh, the first trophy that I ever got was from the 1990, I believe it was 92, Iowa State mm-hmm. Off-Road Championships. And that was the first trophy I ever got. And I was so <sighs> excited and happy to have that trophy. Okay, it had a, it was, it was kind of ugly, right? It was just, just bowling trophy and it had a little car that wasn't an RC car on the top. You know, those ones that kind of look like, like fifties formula one cars or whatever they are. They have the tops on that kind of like that. Anyways, that's what that was. Pinewood Derby car. Pinewood Derby car. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah. It was Iowa, Iowa. So it was 1990. It was 92 or 93. I'm trying to remember how long I was in junior high for, but this is why I got made fun of so badly. Most of my school years was because okay. the Monday following that race in which I got this stupid trophy, I took the trophy to school with me. We did not have any show and tell <laughs> or anything like that. 
I just had this trophy that I was super Aww. proud of because I had never <laughs> won anything before. I was not athletic. Damn right. And uh, <laughs> anything like that. And uh, whenever I'd bring up to my friends or not my friends, there's lots of people that weren't my friends, whenever I bring up, you know, that I liked our playing with RC cars. The weird thing was when like, like fourth, fifth and sixth grade, it was super cool to have an RC 10 mm -hmm. in seventh, eighth and ninth grade. It was not cool at all to have an RC 10, at least at my oh, junior high. So here yeah. I am, I believe it was eighth grade and I'm walking around with this trophy all day. <laughs> and try somebody like slapped it out I, of your hand. No, no, hang on, hang on. So I'm going, <laughs> oh, I have this super awesome trophy and I'm walking up, I'm walking up the stairs. We had, it was a, it was a two, two layer thing. I, yeah. I can't remember what class I was going to. I think it was Miss Fosterstein's social studies class or whatever. Oh yeah. Miss Fosterstein. Yeah. yeah. Miss Fosterstein. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I'm walking up the stairs and I have it kind of dangling underneath me. I had my books in one hand and my trophy in the other one. This is after lunch. And I don't remember who it was. I don't even, I don't even know who it was to be honest with you. Cause it, it, a lot of that stuff I blocked out of my mind just cause you mm -hmm. know, because sure enough, walking upstairs, bing, off goes the trophy down the stairs, tumbling all the way down and it breaks into oh, my, my first trophy ever was broken into. I had to glue it back together. Sounds like a bad after school special. Sure. Yeah, a bad after school special. But uh, that's that's I was not expecting a, you to be like. I was expecting you to be like. I was playing it like a guitar in no, front of this really cute girl. Or it's something. not an <laughs> indictment. It's not an indictment of my of my Norris Junior High classmates at the time because it was like ninety two and ninety three. I have noticed something. At least I think I have between when I was in junior high and when Emerson is in junior high now. Um. Mm -hmm. It seems to me, and maybe I'm wrong, but maybe at Emerson School it's different. It seems to me the kids are a lot nicer than when Probably. I was when I was in junior high. Like Emerson's a pretty cool kid to begin with, but he's very easily made friends with just about anybody that I've ever seen him talk to. But mm -hmm. when I'm when I've been around group activities with junior high kids, they don't seem as scary as when I was yeah. in junior high. So I don't know. I don't know if that if it's just a difference and whatever, but yeah. So I actually had that trophy up until I think when we moved from our first house to our new house in 2007, I think, I think it went in the bin. Finally, I think Gretchen no. got rid of it. No. Otherwise I still have it. I still have most of my trophies though. I kept all the like racing trophies that meant the most to me. Yeah. And there's like, I, there's like, we have a crawl space in our attic and so, like, Aaron's like, so what's all in there? Like, because you have to, like, go around this area and, like, kind yeah. of wedge yourself in there to get to all of them. And I said, well, it's probably, like, a good four rows deep of trophies. And he was like, oh, do you think that we could put those downstairs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, we can put them downstairs. I just cleaned out a whole bunch of plaques and trophies when I when I did my remodel for my room. Um, mm -hmm. cause I really wanted to do, uh, a live stream in my, in my room on, I was thinking Thursdays and that's why we do that on Thursdays now. Um, but also like it was just the space wasn't being used very good, but I had a lot of plaques and a lot of trophies that were a lot of like mid pack finishes that I actually did. Mm -hmm. I kind of got rid of, I threw a lot of plaques away and I felt bad. Yeah. And the crappy mm -hmm. thing about it is because every single one of those is an investment. Yeah. No, I, I've, I've kept all my RC ones to my knowledge. Yeah. I don't think I've ever gotten rid of any, but like 
I have like a whole pile. Like I have tons of our plaques and you know plaques from tro- races we went to mm. and things like that. And it's like it's hard to get rid of that. It is. It's like dude, it was. You know, at the it, end of the day, it, it, what do you have to show for what you did? It tore you know? me up. It really it tore me up to get rid of a lot of the, the plaques, but I needed the space, and and mm-hmm. I had nowhere to put them. And so I kept, I kept most of the ones that were like TQ plaques, first place plaques. I get a couple second and third place finishes that are still mostly just sentimental. Like the, you know, the, the race had some sort of meaning because I met some goal or, or I just, I just had such a good time that the memory is just, is just too strong. I don't want to get rid of it. And then I, yeah. repur- I, I gave away a bunch of third or I'm sorry. Yeah. Probably third, fourth, fifth, sixth, you know, all those, I, I gave away a bunch of those, um, to get basically repurposed. Um, mm-hmm. some of the clubs around here, uh, the crawling clubs, especially they, they take old trophies and they turn them into new trophies. So it's kind of cool. Sure. So I was able yeah. to do that. No, that's a good use for those. Yeah. You know, the first trophy is always, a, always a cool memory. I think to try to go back and talk about, I still have my first go-kart racing trophy. Yeah. When did you get that? Uh, when like, you were like three? No, no. <laughs> uh, I raced for a long time without ever winning a race. The first race I ever won was a trophy dash in 2003. Oh. Um, but my first trophy I ever got was a fourth place finish in junior one alcohol. And I think that was 2000, 2000 or 2001. Oh. Yeah, I raced for a long time. That's not far no away from wins. your uh, first RC trophy, actually. I know. It's, yeah, I, I raced for a long time with no wins, no trophies, no nothing. I was thinking about the Iowa State Fair because I knew I was, I was, I wanted to ask you that question. And I started mm-hmm. thinking about that, that first trophy that I got. And then I started thinking about what I think was the following year, I believe it got rained out. Iowa State Championships was always at the Iowa State Fair. Or was that the other way around? Oh, no, no. The trophy was from the one that got rained out at the fair. And so there was a rain out date at Marvel's Hobby Supply. That's where I got that from. This mm-hmm. happened, the pre- I think it was the previous year. And the, the reason why I think that is because the timeline, I'm trying to go back for all the dates and everything. And I remember there was a big Traxxas group there that had the, the old TRX one. And uh, the, one of the cars had like a British paint job. That's how I remember it. And I think it was 91. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's yeah. really super hot out that, that year. I had my converted JRX Pro. I turned it into a JRX T and I was racing mm-hmm. stock truck at this race. And back then, you know, this was when I very first started racing. I had no tools. Like my tools were like car tools. You know how some people are now that, yeah. you know, they have like, they come with the, the Ben axis Allen's yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, we also, uh, didn't know that you had, you had to get there. Uh, you had to sign up to get a pit space to get underneath the pavilion. So I was pitting out in this giant row of cars. And one of the cool things about the state fair race, every time it happened was, just the amount of people that would come and watch it. They had um, bleachers and they were always packed mm-hmm. with people and they wouldn't stay for very long, you know, cause it's, it's Iowa state fair. So everybody's just going from, you know, place to place, pavilion, to pavilion, rides to rides, whatever. Yeah. But man, there was always a lot of people there. Well, that particular year had like 300 and something entries or maybe even more than that. It was crazy. And I was in like the F main of stock truck out of like Amy's you know, probably like an H main you know, something really mm-hmm. low. And, uh, I had gotten an all sport. Remember those? They were, uh, they were Gatorade, but not Gatorade. They were made by yeah. the other company. 
And it's like Coke's version or Pepsi's right, version? Yeah, somebody's yeah. version of, of Gatorade that wasn't Gatorade. So I had an orange, mm-hmm. orange all sport and I had it sitting in my, in my pit. My pit was the back of my dad's van, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there and I had gone away for something and then I came back and I took a, I took a drink of the all sport and all of a sudden I feel something moving inside of my mouth and I'm oh. like, and I'm like, and all of a sudden the first time I've ever gotten stung by a bee was by drinking it in an all sport, an orange all sport stung <laughs> me on my tongue. It oh, hurt wow. immensely. It hurts so bad. I remember the pain just going through me. I was, and the thing is my mom is scared to death of bees. Like my uh-huh. mom, if there was a bee in the car and we were on the interstate, my mom would stop and jump out of the car until the bee was gone, causing a huge pileup. Mm-hmm. That would have happened for sure. She actually did that yeah. once on like Dodge Street. <laughs> <laughs> but so I was, I was almost scared to death of bees too because of that. I got stung. The first time I ever got stung was on my tongue at an RC race at this Iowa State Fair race. And there was another group of dudes sitting next to me. And I remember doing this like, the, the, the bee was stuck on my tongue. It was still there. And I was like, mm-hmm. I had my tongue sticking out and I'm like, like pointing at it. And the dude, I'll never forget goes, well, flick it off. Just flick it off. And I'm like, and so then I took my finger and I'm like, and I flicked it off. And then I went, proceeded to the nurse's station where my tongue got huge. My tongue yeah. got huge. And so for the rest mm-hmm. of the day at the Sarsi car race, I, I felt like this because my tongue was, was swollen. They <laughs> 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 have like a trophy girl and you're standing there with her and they're like interviewing you. And you're, you're like, I actually have, I have my, my first trophy. I have it hanging there. Nice. That's it. That's my first. Oh, that's nice. my first plaque that. uh, trophy I ever won. Trophy dash win. But I, I just put it up. I just put it up there with all those other ones. Man, that's, our, that's that unicorn that I drew that time that somebody was like, "Oh, these magical unicorn hundred entry." Uh, oh Saturdays. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that unicorn driving an RC ten. Yep. I don't know. I have to pull all those pictures. So other pictures I, back. That's one of the guys we're gonna have on eventually is Mike Garrison. I tried to get him on tonight Ooh. and I was going to, I wanted to talk about him and, and, um, all the stuff that he does. I think, I think he'd be a really good guest, you know, in general, but he's also been doing our plaques for us since like 2008. And yeah, back Anyways. then I didn't want to do any trophies anymore because I thought trophies, a, they're freaking expensive, but also B, they just, they look blah. Like there hasn't yeah, been, a they huge, take up a lot of space. They take up a lot of space, but there has not been a huge, a whole lot of, advancement in the way that trophies look. I should say up until recently, I found some decent ones at, at crown trophy where we get our trophies at, but even then just mm-hmm. looking at your wall there, like the plaques that we make now with the stickers, I know sometimes mm-hmm. we get some crap for that, for the sticker thing, but they, they take such a better picture and they stay vibrant for so much longer and they just look good. I just love how they look. Yeah. That looked great cool. on your wall. And then like I have those other trophy dash trophies. Those are all, those are actually uh, trophy dash wins in a row. Nice <laughs> from kart racing. Nice. I, I only I only saved those ones. The other ones got pitched. Well, and that's another reason too that I like doing ribbons for the plexers. 
Because sure. I, I still ho- I still actually have all of my ribbons that I got from that Scranton RC racetrack way back oh. in like 1991. And, yeah. You know, they mean something to me. They're on my, they're on one of my toolboxes. So mm-hmm. we've been, we were actually out of ribbons for a little a couple of weeks there. But when we start racing again, that's one thing that I do want to get back to. I'm going to order a whole bunch yeah. more first place ribbons. You're thinking the first weekend of May we'll be back, huh? I think, I think if the restrictions get lifted to 50, I think we'll be able to race. I think we'll get back yeah. to it. I think if the restrictions okay. are only like 25, that's going to be tough to do that legally. I don't know how you could do it. Yeah, yeah. it'd be hard. The problem is, is you, so is it 50 entries and, uh, no, it's 50 people. No, I mean, that's, that's it. Like, you know, you'll have people, you know, the fam, the the whole family comes or whatever. So, so, uh, mm -hmm. Gary O'Brien from Oklahoma actually, um, uh, made a post about something. I think his state has started to change things too. And I think he's going to, I think he's either going to try to race or he's having like a, a, a practice night with a certain amount of people. But he basically posted no family, no girlfriends, no nothing. Just, just bring yourself, bring whomever's going to race. And that's it. Nobody mm-hmm. else, nobody else come because it's going to, it's just going to cause a problem. It depends on the number. No, that's smart. Yeah. But it mm-hmm. depends on the number. But even with 50, I think we'd have to say, look, just, you know, it's kind of like all these people that are bring that we're bringing their entire family, you know, of like six kids and a, and a cousin and an uncle that lives with them all to Walmart at the same time to go shopping. That's right. not the point of social distancing. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get back to it. I have no doubt about that. It's coming soon. I, this first month of this, of this thing we're doing for me, it feels like it's gone by pretty fast. I think one of the reasons why is because we've been so busy at the store. That's good. The, yeah. I don't even know what to do with my car. Like I haven't driven it since February, my yeah. two, my dirt two wheel. And I've actually I just took the shocks off of it while we were talking. Yeah. And I got to sit in here. I mean, I could race it, but it's like, I don't know where we're at with setup or anything yeah. to try. I feel like I'm, I'm two months behind everybody else. Maybe more. Nah, nobody else but, has been running either. I don't, yeah. I don't, the, you, the driving I've been doing has not been, it's not been good practice. You know, there's a difference between just driving see, that's, a car. That's it. Like, I don't, I don't want to go. Yeah. That's why I haven't gone up there. Cause it's like, yeah, am I going to get anything out of this other than a day at the track? Which mm-hmm. a day at the track's nice. But it's like, yeah. am I going to really be able to work on my car and tune on it? Probably not because there isn't enough people to run the track in. I think if I really but, wanted to run my um, eight scale badly, I think I could learn something from, from practicing right now. It's eight scales different. Yeah. But not, yeah. not my 10 scale car. I'm just doing it because I want to drive it. That's all. Do you have those protect, uh, the groove thrush bearings for the B6 up there? Yes, we do. You do? I, oh, yeah. I need to pick some of those up. Okay. So I hear that those are, those are good. Yeah. All yeah, right. I need to just go through my car and freshen it up. That's I haven't done that because it's like, well, well, lucky like you're just gonna let it, let it sit. You know? Lucky for you, it only takes five screws to get to the differential. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Got that going for me. No, I meant like my shocks and yeah. stuff like that. It's like you know when when you let them sit, the O rings soak in oil, you know, for a month or whatever. It's like you're just gonna have to do it again, yeah. even though you didn't use it. Oh, oh. Uh, before I forget, uh, breaking RC news, Jackson wanted me to bring this up. Apparently, uh, he is no longer an associated fanboy because he has a low C22T now. He wanted me to make that public and make that announcement. I guess you're calling him an associated fanboy because it's all he runs. His associated no, he stuff. Has had a, he's had a low C car in the past. It's just for the carpet. I don't know. Associated. He, he, 
He just, he said that you're calling him an associated oh. fanboy. I said I said if Alex calls you that, just tell him that Will runs associated cars and he's beating Alex, so yeah. he's gonna run what's fast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's supposed to be a joke. You know, I know. You laugh it at is. No, I'm laughing. On. It's all good. I'm mm-hmm. laughing. Yeah, he's he he would have been mad at me if I forgot to say that. Okay. Um, you can catch me. Uh, hopefully, uh, Wednesday we'll have some what's new Wednesday stuff. Uh, if not, we might try to do it on Thursday. And then of course we have the, uh, the hobby plex after hours on Thursday. Will's going to be at work. Yeah, I'll be at work. And then he's going to be home. You, uh, and then he's going to yeah, be on the scooter. Home. Yeah. You can check me on my scooter. Yeah. I was riding my, I rode my scooter to work today. It was cold this morning. It was perfect. You should have a YouTube, uh, GoPro scooter page where you just, where you just you do. You think so? Yeah. You just do a footage from your, from your commutes or whatever you're doing. I should get a GoPro. Do you have a GoPro I can have? No, Emerson's not letting me get his GoPro. <laughs> He's been a jerk. If anybody out there has an old Go- GoPro they don't use that I could have, yeah. let me have it. Maybe we'll start a Patreon page so we can uh, we can raise some money so we can get a, a GoPro. That'd be cool. I could GoPro. Yeah. All right. Thanks, All right. Will. We appreciate you. Thanks for tuning See in. See you on the flip-flop.